Welcome to Drone Business Talk, the show where we discuss the business of unmanned aviation. Find out about the latest drone applications and trends as we talk to drone company CEOs, business owners, pilots, and thought leaders to reveal the status of the drone industry. Here is your host, Tom Verbruggen. Welcome to the 14th episode of Drone Business Talk. We're back with our series on the pioneers of the drone industry. And today's guest is CEO from Kendrone, Craig. Hi, Craig. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, good good to be here. Thanks for the invite. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, maybe we can we can start with, uh, with you introducing yourself a little bit more. Um, tell me about what it is that you do and what it is that Kendrone does. Yeah, absolutely. So um, <clears throat> my name is Craig Cleave, and um, I have a, a background in, in the aviation industry. Um, it stems from uh, sort of a family, long family of pilots. Um, and uh, some years back, um, decided that uh, the way forward, uh, the future of aviation was definitely in, uh, in the drone sector. Um, but wasn't able to begin in Kenya because, uh, as was the same in many countries, um, there was a, a ban on the use of, of drones. But we finally um, got a break in 2017 to um, under the first set of regulations that had been published, and um, we started the company. Unfortunately, those regulations were cancelled, and it took several years for new regulations to come in. Um, but that's how Kendrone was born. Um, and uh, I've been um, heading up the company for, for the last couple of years, uh, and we finally got the opportunity to begin uh, literally a year ago, December, a year ago. Um, we began the first uh, training, and we're, we're, we're a training organization as well as a service provider. So we began the very first um, drone license training course um, a year ago in, in December. Um, so Kendron is quite a small organization at this stage. Um, we only have a handful of uh, pilots and instructors and a relatively small fleet of drones. Um, but we're, we're growing. We're, we're looking at a, an organic approach to, to the growth. And I think now that the Kenyan drone industry has had a year and we've gone through some of the teething problems, um, the industry is ready to grow. And uh, Kendron, Kendron was the first in, the first to begin, um, which was fantastic. It was a, a nice uh, feather in our hat um, to be the first. Uh, and we look forward to, to next year and um, some, some significant growth in the East African drone industry and the Kenyan drone industry. Yeah, thanks. The, congratulations on, on, being, on being the first. Um, one, of, one of the things that you said is, is in 2017, those, those regulations get cancelled. How, how does something like that happen or, or why does that happen that those regulations get cancelled? Uh, yeah, it was um, so it was a complex issue, and um, you know, still haven't really got to the bottom of why they were cancelled. But I think it was a combination of things. Um, one is that the the constitutional way that laws are set up, there was some aspects to that that weren't followed to the dot and the letter, uh, and then because of that, um, there's several lawmakers and and um, politicians weren't happy with the way that the regulations had been created. The public wasn't engaged enough, um, there wasn't sensitization, uh, and there was a few technical errors in it. Um, so unfortunately, that led to the them being um, annulled, cancelled, uh, and um, then a long delay. Uh, this, so the second time around, everyone went to make sure they got it 100% right. Um, 
And I think, as many of us know, when you get a committee together, things uh, can take time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what 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 is what is interesting there is that on on one side you could say like it's really annoying that it took so much time and it took so long and we haven't been able to start. On the other side, you could put the fact that um, Kenya can now learn from what other people, uh, countries have done wrong, wrong the last seven years. What What's your view on that? Would you prefer to been with the countries that started seven, eight years ago with drones? Or is it quite okay that we can start now? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's actually a very good question. Um, as you said, it was there was an opportunity um, when when the 2017 regulations were, were annulled. Um, there was an opportunity there for the second round of regulations to really um, be fine-tuned, to look at other countries, the mistakes that are there, to look at the history, uh, look at those countries that have really embraced the technology and um, see how we could get them just right. And I think there was obviously an attempt to do that, but um, I do feel that we fell a little bit short. Um, and uh, yeah, so unfortunately, I don't feel that the, 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 the 2020 regulations are any significant improvement on the 2017 regulations. Um, but, you know, the, we're, we are where we're at. And I'm sure that um, over the over the next few years, there's there's a lot of changes to come as there has been in, in everywhere in the world. At least we've we've been able to begin, and now we can try and move forward. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what are what are the rules in Kenya in in a nutshell? Um, so they 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 are fairly similar to to other countries uh, or some other countries, uh, and they're very much a what I would say a copy paste of manned aviation ideas and principles, which is one of the reasons why I say. We, that we lost an opportunity to fine tune some things. Um, so essentially, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, as, a, as, a, as a pilot, you have to have uh, a license. Um, your drone has to be registered uh, and it has a, a tail number or like a, like a number plate for a car. Um, your drone has to be insured. Um, and then if you now want to do any commercial work so the the exact wording is uh, commercial activities reward or hire you also need to do that under a company that holds an roc or remote operators certificate which was an equivalent of an air operator certificate for manned aviation um and then over and above that each time you want to fly you need to apply with the kenya civil aviation authority for an operational authorization and that operation, operational authorization uh, has to specify the location, the dates, the, the pilot, uh, and the drone registration. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit of a cumbersome process. Um, and that's, yeah, one of the things that is leading to some frustration, particularly for individuals. If, you know, you can't get an ROC as an individual because you have at least four management positions that need to be fulfilled. Um, so at the moment, it's only really possible for uh, companies or organizations to get to achieve the ROC um, certificate. So it's, it's a bit of a shame because a lot of the grassroots stuff, perhaps the, the weekend wedding photographers, that sort of thing, who, you know, they've fulfilled all of the other requirements, but now they just can't get this ROC. Uh, and this is the same in, in some other countries, particularly in, in South Africa, uh, a similar sort of thing happened. Um, you know, South Africa being the first 
African country back in 2015 um, to get regs. And they had the same problem where ROCs were very, very difficult to come by. Um, so it's a shame that here in Kenya, we haven't been able to, to overcome that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, those are some of the challenges. Yeah, I think I think there's there's two very important factors. There is a um, one. I, I have I have a lot of contacts in South Africa, and one one of the things that you saw there directly as they they've come up with those rules is that okay, then all those wedding photographers they go to they go fly illegally, and then and no one really knows how it works, and it's just a mess. Um, and um. On the other side, I forgot my point uh, on the other side, but that's fine. Um, it, it really sounds like it's it's a copy paste of all the rules in South Africa, right? It, yeah, it's very, very similar to, to the South African regulations uh, in, in many ways. Um, yeah, and I think, um, you know, as, as you mentioned this, because it's very cumbersome uh, and quite you know, very difficult to achieve these things. It's almost pushing um, people towards illegal operations. So it's it's counterproductive, being quite so um, administratively heavy. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a um, it's a shame because, like I said, a lot of these these people who are doing more weekend type stuff, they're they're they're, they're fully licensed and trained pilots, and they want to comply. Um, but it's just it's just not. Is it possible for them um, at this stage? Uh, but I think these things that you know we we are constantly in discussions with the Kenya Civil Aviation Authority, and, and we've made them aware of these things, and they they're looking for solutions. Um, but uh, right right now, um, you know, we're we're a year in, and I think um, they're still also uh, building up their administrative channels, their their team at the Kenya Civil Aviation Authority. So it's been one of the challenges as well. You know, there's been such a small um, team that trying to get clearances and trying to, um, you know, get the the administration trying to get an import permit for a drone, for example. So before you bring in a drone, you should get an import permit here, and that's one of our requirements. But um, you know, we we've got one that's 97 days old, pending approval to import this drone. Um, so it's very difficult to tell a client that. Yeah, we can only get the job done. We don't have the equipment, but you give us six months, and um, eventually we'll be able to import the drone that's required. Um, so those are some of the some of the challenges. And how how is it to get an ROC? Because I know in South Africa it it has been terrible for some guys waiting for like two years in order to get it. How is it in Kenya? Yeah, it, it's. Um, I don't think it's quite as uh, difficult as. Um, the South African uh, system, um, or at least the, the timeframes, uh, it's a very similar um, similar lot set of requirements. Um, so it's it. I, th I would say that the the, the minimum timeframe, if you already have everything in place and you understand the system, is about six months uh, to get the ROC. Uh, and if you're not from an aviation background, I think a lot of people would find it pretty much impossible to, to create all of the manuals and documentation and procedures and policies uh, and have them in place. Um, so because it's very much a, a copy paste of manned aviation, people from the manned aviation world or with that kind of background are finding it much, much easier. Um, but yeah, I would say the minimum amount of time uh, would be, a, would be about a six month application 
it's a five phase mm -hmm. process okay because one uh, one of the things that you say there is um you you have an advantage if you come from man aviation because the rules come from man aviation um here in europe it's very different it's very very mm. different we, we go to the other side of the spectrum where it's very easy to to do a lot of um jobs um which has its downsides as well obviously um because it makes it too easy sometimes and safety is not always taken taken with with the right um with the right attitude um do you think you would prefer um regulations that come from man aviation that are a little, more, a little bit more bureaucratic but also with more focus on safety um and 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 risks and and quality or would you prefer a market that is a little bit more open but that has a little bit more risks with it as well yeah i think um my my view on it is that um there's obviously there's nothing wrong with um borrowing uh manned aviation approach and principles uh, because you know, manned aviation historically is an extremely safe um transport met method uh, because of all of these rules and regulations um but to make it so cumbersome that it's not possible for individuals um it has to be an organization uh it's counterproductive there's there's no reason why um well, in my mind at least there's no reason why one individual can't fulfill all the requirements uh, and still operate safely uh, follow the safety guidelines procedures policies create their own um, safety manuals uh and follow them um so yeah, it's it's more of a question of is it entirely necessary for very simple operations like flying a small DJI consumer drone for photography, uh, you know, for there to be a four four managerial positions that need to be fulfilled, is that in, is that really required? Um, and yeah, I don't think it is. I think yes, as operations get bigger and more complex and the company gets bigger and more complex, then yeah, you, you those positions should be should be there. Yeah. Um, but what it's harming is really the the grassroots, um, the guys that have, have have worked really hard and finally managed to get their first drone and they're, they're fully willing to come and get licenses and comply and whatnot, just to find out, well, they can't actually use it commercially. So um, it's a it's a point of frustration for a lot of people. Um, what you what you see in a lot of other countries is that um, they, if that is the case, um, something like that's called umbrella ROCs start to exist. Um, is that something that you do? Do you know that the umbrella ROCs are basically um, a management company that allows other people to fly for them because it's impossible for the strong pilots? Um, to, to get another seat for themselves. Is that something that you see happening in Kenya as well? Or is it too yeah, early? Absolutely. No, absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, we have um, some individuals who um, have been doing drone work for for big international companies, filming, wildlife filming and stuff. There, and they've been doing it for many years under special permissions, um, which they now can't get anymore. But they're individuals, so they can't get an ROC. So they will come to us and say, can we please operate under your ROC? Um, so it's not a very elegant um, solution, but at the moment it's a solution where uh, these people can then continue to operate. It's not, it's not something that I, I would really encourage, um, but for now, until, until it's possible for individuals to get this uh, commercial license, um, it, is, 
it, it's the approach that's being taken. Yeah. All right. Um, what is the the biggest part of the drone industry in Kenya? The the biggest sort of sector. Um, well, it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting question because um, I would still say that somewhere in the region of 90% of drone operations or drone flying in Kenya is still being done illegally. Um, and um, you know, it's a very, very significant uh, number. Um, a lot of that is the creative industry, the filming create, uh, industry for um, creative stuff. Um, outside of that, uh, it's, it's very difficult to know. Um, I think the filming industry is still uh, probably the largest sector as in in terms of the number of drones and the number of days of operations um both the informal and the the legalized formal sector so yeah at the moment i would still say filming although there's a big drive towards um mapping and uh, data collection uh the agricultural sector is extremely interested in in drones uh, and that's now uh, beginning um although there was Quite a lot of complications with concerns about discharging objects from drones um so which you know you can understand that uh, authorities really regulators can be quite worried about um so yeah i would say the, the you know the, the the filming the filming sector the agricultural sector and the sort of the the mapping sector are, are really beginning to to take shape and how how is it now with because here in belgium discharging from drone they've as soon as you propose it to the CA, their minds go like, no, 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 no. Um, how is that in, in Kenya? Is it a little bit more um, open and coming to exception or are they also freaking out about it? Yeah, so um, Kendron, we, I, I made the decision because we, as, as mentioned, we're a pretty small organization. Um, you know, we can't spread ourselves too thin and um, kind of stepped away from the agricultural sector. Um, but, um, so I don't have first-hand experience um, on that, but um, we did we did develop a or modify a, a drone um, with a with a hopper system to drop seeds for reforestation, uh, and that was quite a challenge to get the clearances just to to test it, um, to do some testing on it. Uh, so yeah, the the primary thing I suppose in Kenya that you need to do is via the KCA get Ministry of Defence clearances to do it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a little bit, you need to go right up to, to sort of, uh, MOD to, to be allowed to do these things. So, and they, they, they will take it all very seriously. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's normal, of course, as well. Um, a, a little bit of a different question. Um, you're clearly a passionate aviation guy. What, what do you do when you're not doing anything? With aviation. <laughs> that's a that's a very that's a very good question. And these last uh, this last year, not 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 a lot of anything. Um, I I'm, I'm a very keen uh, FPV pilot. Um, so you know, sort of on the hobby side of things, when I, I, I love to go out and um, and and we call it burn a few batteries uh, on the FPV drones uh, to try and unwind and uh, get the mind somewhere else. Um, but that's still sort of within the drone spheres. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, not a lot to be honest. It's, I've just been focused on on the company and on the business and trying to try to really get things going um, this last year or so. Yeah, that's uh, an answer that I get most of the times. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really got to get. You really got to get. You know, full hands on and full into it to to to, to make it work and make it happen. So. When when I ask someone, yo, what what do you do outside of aviation? Then they also always mention something inside of aviation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I used to do a lot of kite surfing, but uh, I you know, which is not quite aviation, but um, not a lot of time uh, on my hands at the moment for for that. So I need to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I've, I've never done it. it. It looks it looks nice. Um, how big is the is the industry for um, the services that you provide? How many competitors do you have? Um, so, again, we you know I can't really talk about the informal sector because there's there's not really any statistics on that. But there's a lot of people out there doing um, let's call it informal weekend photography, photography, videography. Um, but let's put those aside. Um, unfortunately. Currently, the KCA haven't published a full list of ROC holders, of UTO, the training organization holders, uh, of approved resellers, of that sort of stuff. So the data is not always easy to come by just yet. But as far as I know, on last check, there's about 10 ROCs, um, approximately. There might be a bit more now. Um, so there's not a lot of us operating yet. Um, it's a pretty small industry. So when 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 jobs and contracts come up, uh, we all normally somehow hear about uh, hear about this and uh, are contacted. Um, but there are more and more inquiries and more and more um, opportunities coming in now. I think the now that industry has realized that it's possible to do these things legally, um, the, the, there is a much bigger interest. In. Yeah. We're a year in. Some of the teething problems have been sorted out and there's still other um, hurdles to, to overcome. Um, things like BV loss ops uh, currently are not really allowed uh, and that's uh, under government contract, so which limits some of the things that we can and can't do. Uh, but the industry is certainly growing in Kenya and I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that next year is going to be a, a bumper year. Um, it might take a little while to get going uh, as it normally does at the beginning of the year um but yeah well we're keeping fingers crossed that next year things are really going to grow uh yeah it, it sounds like that definitely um i i, I earlier said that there's, there could have been an advantage for for kenya as well to to see what other countries did wrong um that goes for companies as well they can very clearly go look at other companies and see the value that drones create there um how is the um the mentality with drones um what is what is the, the public opinion about about drones in kenya is it something that you have to work on hard yeah i i would imagine it's uh, very very similar to to many countries where the average person you speak to when you mention drone they, they normally think of one of two things one is a kind of a toy or the other one is something that can drop missiles and stuff uh, there's not really this idea that there's these in between enterprise drones that can do useful useful work um so i think that that is very much there as uh, like, why would i need a license for a toy or no 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 those things are dangerous you know they they, they do bad things um so there's definitely a, a still a very negative impression of drones uh, in that sense uh, within kenya and there's a there's a massive lack of awareness about the rules and regulations 
Um, I think still most people don't realize that there are any laws um, or that it's illegal to fly a drone without a license. Uh, and those that do know that there are rules and regulations, they only know you need a license. They don't know about the rest. Um, so it's, it does cause a lot of confusion where uh, what, what some people are doing is they, they might go and get their license, their pilot license, uh, and then they'll ignore the rest because the client's only interested in seeing a, li a license. Um, so yeah, um, it's a challenge at times. Uh, you know, when you go and speak to uh, a property owner and say, we want to do some work and we're, we're close to your property, will you give us permission? And all, no, 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 go away. Don't bring those things here. Don't bring trouble for me kind of thing. We do have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds very contra true. It sounds not the right decision to not publish the ROC holders then because how can companies then know um because i know in south africa it gets published every i don't know couple of months they update the list and um, because it's probably a lot easier to um communicate that to companies than it is to communicate that to the pilots that they don't really know where they are yeah i i think it's just a it's just a, an administrative uh, challenge um the kenya civil aviation authority drone department um they are training new people um it's, i think it's only been two people really involved and now they're training up new people and it's just literally they haven't got around to it because they do do it for manned aviation uh, it's it's one of their uh, policies or, or procedures uh, and i think it's literally just as the administrative team grows these things will will happen yeah they're, they're having the challenge of they need to train internally they need to train people they need to hire more people um, so they're getting there um yeah yeah not not a bad word about um the Kenyan uh, civil aviation authority um where do you see kendrome be in in two years so i think um my Kendra and all, our focus has, has always really been uh, on, on number one, on training. Yeah. Uh, we, want, we want to get people trained up so that they take the right approach, they have the right tools, they, they do operate in a procedural manner um, with safety and security and privacy in mind all the time. So training is definitely an area that um, uh, we're pushing. Uh, and we would also very very interested in developing or creating technical courses as well so not just for the piloting but also for the maintenance and the um, building of drones and um, design technology uh, and we have always had a strong focus on uh, utility inspection as well as and and mapping um, so those those are the areas that Ken drones focusing on We've shied away from the creative industry and the um, agricultural side of things. Um, we're looking more at the two aspects, training and sort of your more industrial type um, drone applications. Yeah, I think if I if if I look around look around me at the companies that are that are doing things now, it's it's a very clear distinction. You have the creative guys who are often like the one pilot teams who go do their crazy wildlife photography stuff and then you have agriculture which is a completely different sector because you have to have a passion for agriculture or it's 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 not working and then you have the industrial and the training side absolutely yeah i mean we 
I think uh, as as with many many companies, you'd like to be able to do everything. Uh, and personally, I would love to be to 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 be in the more creative side of things. Uh, where there's a lot of people already here doing it very very well, um, particularly on the wildlife filming. Um, I did get a fantastic opportunity recently um, to do some FPV filming, wildlife FPV filming for a very major uh, wildlife production company, uh, which was which was great. Um, I think it's the first time I've sort of been into the field for for, for quite a few months as well. Uh, you know, full on, too much admin at the moment, but um, that was fantastic. Uh, but like I said, yeah, we've got to focus on. When, when, we're, when we're this size of a company, we've got to sort of pick our, 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 our focal areas. And, uh, hey, things are dynamic. It could change. Let's see what this, this next year brings. Absolutely. Um, on that note, I don't have um, any questions left. Is there anything that you want to talk about that people have to know um, about Kendrome? Um, well, I'd just like first to say to say thanks for the opportunity um, to to talk to you. Um, and yeah, um, Kendron, as mentioned, you know we are a very um, small organization that grows very organically, very hands-on, um, and we we'll be um, really really happy to get more more students in to have um, and to grow by also having foreign companies come in and do projects that we can we can learn from. Um, you know. We're not we're not pretentious in that, you know. We're a year old, and uh, there's a lot for us to learn. Um, so we're very willing to work with uh, with other companies. And um, our main our main goal really is just if the industry in Kenya grows, Kendra will grow. Um, so we're 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 happy to try and do what we can to get the industry to grow and to put the information out there that people need to to get going in the industry. All right. Yeah. Hundred percent. The more competitors, the bigger the market will be. Um, Craig, on that note, I thank you so much. I will, of course, um, put all um, your contact details and your website and so on in the description of the podcast so that if people want to reach out to you um, for those drone services or to get a training, um, they can. Um, and thank you so much, man. It was um, great talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, man. You have a, a lovely Christmas, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch again in the future. <laughs>